This is a summary of the first sikha of Rashi's type. Till this, look at the sikhis chelek yud. This is a Rashi sikha, and what we're going to do is we're just going to look at the pasuk and interpret the pasuk as explained by Rashi, as under as explained by the Rebbe. Okay, so the the pasuk we're looking at is after Yitzchak has all of his troubles with all these different wells and fights, financial problems and other problems, obviously they felt threatened by Yitzchak. Finally, Rechavos, Rechavot, his name, the city in Israel is named after this episode. So he digs a well and he finally had peace from all of these disputes. And he said, he called it Rechavos and he said, why? Rechavos means that a wide place feels free. Why? Hashem has widened for us, and Hashem ufarinu How do you translate these words? How do you translate these words? So let me offer a few translations, possibilities. You could say, and hirchiv Hashem Hashem expanded for us this land, and He made us fruitful in this land. One translation. Translation number two, and we were fruitful in this land, okay, and meaning not from Hashem, and we were fruitful in the land. Alternatively, this in itself has two, two ways of understanding it. What does fruitful mean? So throughout the Taita, very often it means having children. Have children. Right? Conquer the land of Israel. You have to wait Adashir Tifra until you will be fruitful. You'll have many children. But the problem with translating it, so for whatever reason, actually it's interesting that Ebbet doesn't bring down in the Sikha Rashi's proof for this. But Targum is and there's actually two versions in Unklis about how to translate it. Is it going on Hashem? Biapshinana. And he made us fruitful, or that, and we became, and we will make ourselves fruitful, right? That we will be fruitful in the land. Um, but the the, the the Rashi goes with the second translation, probably grammatically, it actually makes more sense, which is why maybe Rashi goes with it. But and passively we will go. But now let's focus on the last two translation possibilities, namely. Is it fruitful in the sense of having children? But then there could be another translation, which is, and there's a problem with this, however. Let's just state the problem. The problem is that Yitzchak Avinu only had two children, twins, and that was it. By no stretch of the imagination, no matter what era, no matter how many years ago, two children is not a tremendous amount of children. So what is this idea that he says that Ufarinu Ba'aretz Right, that Hashem gave us a very wide land. He can't mean that we're going to have one child. That surely doesn't mean that. So he's trying to say that we're going to have many children. Like when, when they conquered the land of Israel, Hashem says you have to wait to conquer the whole land until you have many, many people to, 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 to fill up the land, to live in the land, until you're very fruitful. But he never did become fruitful in the land. Even though his grandchildren had many, Yaakov had a lot of kids, 12 kids, but that wasn't in the land. They were all born somewhere else in Chara. He says, Hashem has given us ufarinu ba'aretz. We will be fruitful in the land. What is he going on? And actually, so actually, it's, it does mean fruitful, but fruitful itself doesn't necessarily mean you're giving birth to children. 
it means in life, it means in, in business, it means success. Because really, the idea of being fruitful is the idea of, of expanding. It's the idea of proliferating, the idea of growing. And that's where this term comes from. And in fact, it's interesting that throughout the Torah, Unklus, Targum Unklus, who right the main translator of the Torah, Targum Unklus, his definition, his translation for the word of having children throughout the Torah is always this term of upushu, uh, which means to expand, because basically your child is an extension of the parent to a degree because they have the same genes. So you consider you could consider it an expansion, a growth of the parent. That's what you could consider it. And over here as well, the, uh, the when we speak about fruits, clearly we're referring to essentially what the Pasuk ends up describing in, pos- in uh, um, later in the parasha, right? Just the, or earlier in the parasha, it says, Vayigdal ha'ish, ad ki godal ma'id. Right, that he grew until he continued to grow and grow God on Ma'id, and he had so much Rabbi had so much that he that he had accomplished and grown, that there's this concept. And that essentially is what this Pasuk means. That's what it's referring to. So essentially it is describing his financial growth, which obviously by a tzaddik like Yitzchak is reflecting his spiritual growth and influence on the world and his creation of the Jewish people. And Hashem has given us this opportunity to do so. Now, it's interesting, though, that the Pasuk begins describing Hashem's blessing, so to speak, and then it switches, and we will now be fruitful in the land. And this represents such a critical element in Judaism, which is that Hashem, of course, provides this tremendous blessing and opportunity, but the purpose of it all is man was created to toil, it's our job to create and transform this world and accomplish all the great things of come partners with Hashem in creation and reveal godliness in this world. But who is, who is the one who gives us that strength? We would never be able to do it if Hashem didn't give us that ability. We have to always know that we have the ability to change the world. That ability has been given to us. We've been given superhuman power. We're not just human. We're Jewish. It's a whole different story. So the we've been given... Power, infinite power, because Hashem's power is behind us. Hashem gave us this expanse, this, this power. And now we're going to take that power, and indeed, we're going to um, to change the world. The Rebbe explains with this a beautiful, a, a tremendous story in the Gemara, in Sakta Baba Basra. The Gemara tells a story of Turnus Rufus. In history books, he's known as Tinius Rufus. The Gemara is called Turnus Rufus who uh, Harasha, an evil man. So he, had, he used to have conversations with Rabbi Akiva. So he had a conversation with Rabbi Akiva, and he basically argued that Hashem doesn't like poor people. And that essentially these built-in classes in the world, some people are just meant to be the, the one percenters. They're meant to be the rich, and the poor are meant to be poor. And, uh, and he basically told Rabbi Akiva that this is godly, this is divine. And if Hashem really loved the poor, he would have provided them with money, with the support, with what they need in order to be able to uh, to recover. What did uh, what did um, what did uh, Rabbi Akiva respond? He gave a marshal and he said that if you have a son who becomes who gets in trouble with the king and the king has to throw him into prison, 
You think the king's upset if someone provides and takes care and defends his son? On the contrary, that was his true intent. He knows who his true friends are when they stand up for the son. And of course, the commentaries explain the true depth of the story. It's a tremendous story in the Gemara. The Rebbe says that it's actually, there's actually a whole subtle argument, which is not, which could go over people's heads, what's happening here. His argument really, the Rebbe says, if you go deeper, Tunus Rufus was arguing that Hashem created the world, and Hashem created the world with all of its limitations. And the fact that he made this person to be poor is divinely orchestrated. And who are we to mix in with God's plan, so to speak? That's, that's his argument. The world, in a way, is boxed in, is set in stone. Came along Rabbi Kiv and he told him, he says, you're misunderstanding. Why do we Jews give tzedakah? Because we're the children of the Abishter. And even the poor person is a child of Hashem. Uh, right, and what's he trying to say by that? He's trying to say that a child has the essence of their parents. They have all the power. A Jew is a chelik mamish, and therefore we have a power to create, to go beyond the limitations of creation and do and accomplish this. And in fact, when we do this, we're not going against the plan. We're not going against Hashem's will. On the contrary, that is truly the intent of the Ebeister of Hashem. As Hashem's children, Hashem wants us to take the initiative and use the power that we've been given. And Hashem gives them all the pleasure. Nitzchuni Banai Nitzchuni, the famous story in the Gemara, where he says, my children have won over me. They've, they've been victorious. We're Hashem's children. We have to realize the power. And of course, the power of the child comes from their parents. Right? The child, um, a, ch- a child could outdo their parent. But even that really comes from the essence of their parent. So that's, that's, 